Welcome to the Unaffiliated Creatives Podcast, a show where independent artists can learn from other independent artists. My name is K.A. Everyday, and each week, I will be speaking with some of the most creative minds in the indie music space, trying to figure out what they have learned while navigating through the music industry without the support of major record labels. This podcast is brought to you by the good people over at King Neppy Studios and powered by Red Weasel Media. Thanks for tuning in to the Unaffiliated Creators Podcast. I'm your host, K.A. Everyday. It's your boy, K. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the support. Uh, I just wanted to let y'all know that uh, I wanted to do this show with my co-host, Prince from Angry Hearts Deluxe. But the man, you know, he busy. He got a job. That's not all he do is podcast. You know, he do got to go out there and make that money. But the show don't stop. The show must go on. So today, y'all stuck with just me. So I hope I don't bore y'all to death. But anyway, we're going to get right into it. But before we do that, man, I want to say thanks for all the support. And I want to say, can you please go subscribe to the Unaffiliated Creators Podcast YouTube page. There you'll find all the clips from uh, previous interviews. And you'll see all of the, the entire video clips, the entire you know interviews. And I break them up into clips too. So please go subscribe to the YouTube page if you want to see all the videos from all of the previous episodes. All right, so now that I got that out of the way, so today I want to talk about the current state of hip-hop, and I figured, you know, this would be a perfect time to talk about it because we just celebrated the 50-year anniversary of the hip-hop music scene, right? 50 years of hip-hop. Who would have thought that it would have lasted this long, right? So, I mean, you know, I want to tilt my hat, and I want to, you know, give a shout-out to, you know, groups like the Sugar Hill Gang. Y'all know what I'm talking about, you know, the hip, the hop. The hibbit to the hibbit, don't dot the dot, you know, to the bang, bang, boogie, the up jumps, the boogie to the boogie to, and I know I screwed it up, but y'all get the point. So, you know, you had Sugar Hill Gang, and then you had groups like Run DMC, you know, My Adidas, My Adidas, and let's be honest, y'all, I mean, they kind of changed the culture, like, who was really trying to rock shell to Adidas before Run DMC made it cool? So, you know, I got to tilt my hat to them guys, you know what I'm saying, for the culture. You know, they were pioneers, you know, trailblazers. And then you had, you know, guys like LL Cool J. I mean, this dude talking about some, I need love. And he made it cool to show, you know, the sensitive side of being a rapper. You know what I'm saying? So them guys, and there was plenty of others, but, you know, I just wanted to use them as the examples this morning. But, you know, they kind of paved the way. And, you know, hip hop still going strong, I guess, for the most part. But uh, I kind of want to get into it. So the current state of hip hop. So here it is, August, you know, over half the year is, is now gone. And we just now recently have a hip-hop album go number one on the Billboard, and that was Lil Uzi Vert's album. Um, is that a problem? I mean, let's think about it. So half the year went by, and we had no hip-hop albums making number one on the Billboard chart. Um, and let's get into this little Uzi Vert uh, project. So some people don't even really feel that it's real hip-hop. Some people feel like it shouldn't even be put in the hip-hop category because he he is kind of blurring the lines. I mean, he's doing a lot of the, like, punk rock, rocker. I mean, you see how he's wearing his hair, the way he's dressing. And, and let's just think about it. The song that he had that would have been considered the single for this album he didn't even say that many words on the song. So I, I think that's kind of a slap in the face to the guys out here that's really putting in that work to really trying to craft this thing and really trying to put some thought in 
to the music that they're making. I mean, this dude basically came on the track and just said, I just want to rock. And then he slapped his hips for two minutes. And then the song, you know, you trended on TikTok. Everybody went crazy. And now this is the first hip hop album to win number one on the Billboard. So, I mean, that's, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I guess now you got to, you got to break outside of the, what we consider to be the traditional hip hop to be able to make it number one on the billboards. And uh, I know I'm going to probably make some people mad when I say this. This is just my personal opinion. Um, I don't think a grown man should be caught in a club doing that dance. I mean, I know Lil Uzi Vert made it cool. It was a trending thing on TikTok. But to see a grown man in the club slapping his heels back and forth, I mean, come on, man. Let's stop. All right, so another thing with this hip-hop thing, right? So then you have artists like Cora Ray, and she had two of the biggest songs on TikTok. I mean, these, these songs went viral, went crazy on TikTok. I mean, they're still trending sounds on TikTok. So how in the world could songs do that good and be that big on social media? And then when she dropped her album, it only had like 10,000 streams or downloads in the first week. So I'm not a genius, but somewhere that didn't translate. I would think that for a song to be that big, for it to trend that much and to go that viral, that her first week album sales should have been a lot more than 10,000. Nowadays, I guess first week, just to give y'all kind of an example, I think now uh, first week uh, streams, downloads, whatever you want to call them, if you get like 70,000 to 100,000 or more in the first week, then you're doing pretty good. So obviously 10,000 streams or downloads didn't make didn't make the mark. Uh, and then you had this little baby uh, situation. So little baby, I mean, outside of Drake, I would say that little baby is still considered to be one of the biggest rappers, hip-hop artists, whatever you want to call them, in the game right now, right? So recently, he had to cancel some of his tour dates because I guess he wasn't able to sell out, you know, certain arenas, which was kind of shocking to me because as big as Lil Baby is, I would think that no matter where he went to do a show, concert, whatever you want to call it, he shouldn't have no problem selling out arenas or whatever the case may be. So uh, I asked this question to, you know, one of the artists that I interviewed not too long ago, and this was just his personal opinion. He felt that people just getting tired of what they're hearing. And basically, I posed the question, or this is how I framed it, and y'all let me know what y'all think. So we're hearing the same sound over and over and over again. And to be honest, I can't even fault the artists for doing this because we're now so caught up in this feeding the algorithm space when it comes to music that once something proves that it works now these artists they're not even really worried about necessarily being creative it's just about let me duplicate the thing that's proven to work so i can just make money or you know get a trending sound go viral or sell you know units make streams downloads whatever the case may be and that's has a lot to do with why you're hearing the same sounds over and over and over again. I'm going to be honest with y'all. The trap music is cool, but the, let's think about it. Trap music now has been around for like the past 10 years. And maybe it's just me. 
I would have never thought that trap music would still be around and be relevant 10 years later. The sound has not changed in 10 years. So I think that has a lot to do with kind of what the artist was you know, sharing with me, why he felt that people were just getting tired of the sound. And let's think about it. Of course, there's a few artists that kind of break out of the norm and, you know, they're trailblazers and they do their own thing. And I think they've been rewarded for that. So let's let's run them down. So, of course, you know, you got your Kendricks. He don't always, you know, try to sound like everybody else. You got your Cole. You got Drake. I mean, Drake to the, is at the point now he can pretty much fall on the track and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to go. Let's be honest. Um, but it is kind of crazy. So even as big as Drake is, when he put out that album where it was kind of more like a dance album, people crushed him for that. You know, they, I guess they didn't they didn't like that sound coming from Drake, but Drake proved that, you know, he could pretty much just do whatever and it's going gonna, it's gonna to sell. But I got to give him credit. You know, he could have easily went in the studio and just duplicated the same thing that everybody else doing, but he purposely tried to break out of the norm and do something different. So, you know, so you got that. And then, of course, there's other artists that, you know, try to, you know, break out of the norm and do Tyler, the creator is another one. You know, he he always trying to find ways to, you know, reinvent himself and be creative and stuff like that. Kid Cudi and, you know, there's other artists. But for the most part, a lot of the stuff that we're hearing is just the same stuff over and over and over again. And I guess at some point the people get tired of hearing the, the same stuff. Um, I mean, I know, I don't know if y'all saw the interview with uh, Funny Marco and the baby or why this kind of, this is kind of proving my point. And he was kind of making a joke about it, but you, you know, they always say in every joke, you know, that, you know, there's somebody, they're being serious too. So basically he, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was basically asking the baby, you know, do you like, you know, the same thing? And then and the baby was like, no, I like, you know, different, whatever, whatever. And then uh, Funny Marco was like, so why do you keep making music that sounds the same? And that's been one of, you know, the criticisms of the baby is, uh, you know, his his sound and his cadence and how he raps was different when he first came out. But it seems like, and this is just my opinion. I think he even realized that it that it worked. So, you know, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So it's like, you know, if that cadence and that flow and that style work for him, why try to do something different? Why don't he just keep repeating the same thing? So that's why a lot of the baby stuff and even some of the beats is not just that he rapping the same. A lot of his beats kind of be sounding the same too. It's almost like, he used the same producer on a lot of his stuff, but uh, I got to give him credit. Though. His visuals, I mean, he gets super creative with the, you know, with the music videos and stuff. And then when he performed live, I mean, when you see him when he doing the shows and stuff, I mean, he has so much energy and he put so much into it. I think that's why it's able to translate. And even though a lot of people feel that his stuff sound the same, it still works because he just gives off so much energy and he's so creative with his visuals so it kind of works so i just wanted to take some time today to just talk about the current state of hip-hop i mean you know y'all let me know what y'all think i mean i don't think a lot of people again felt that it was going to be around for 50 years but is it going to be around for another 50 years because again if if everything gonna keep sounding the same at some point people are gonna get tired of it. and i think that's why people like Lil uzi vert 
felt that he had to break off and try to do something different to try to break through because if he just would have did what everybody else doing, I don't know if it would have, you know, got number one on the billboards. Um, and then Travis Scott just came behind him and now his album, you know, went number one on the billboards, but Travis Scott, you know, he kind of did something a little different too. You know, if you listen to this album that just came out, Utopia, and you compare it to his last album, it don't sound the same. I mean, yeah, it kind of got the same Travis Scott sound, but it really don't though. I was actually kind of surprised because I was thinking it was going to sound like his last album, but this new album, it didn't have as much, and this is just my opinion, don't crush me for this. It didn't have as much as like that auto-tune sound on it. It didn't have a lot of that like echo effect that he normally, you know, put on his voice that a lot of people are used to, what he's known for. So I guess even Travis Scott realized that, hey, I can't keep giving the people the same thing over and over again. I got to switch it up some so I can stay new and relevant in this space. So I hope, you know, going forward, there's going to be some artists that's uh, willing to be different and, and just be a breath of fresh air. I mean, I I mean, I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to survive on the trap sound and heavy auto tune. Um, I mean, I ain't going to lie. I mean, I, on, on this podcast, I like to be open, honest, and transparent with y'all. I mean, I even played around with it for a little bit because it got to the point where when I first started, I was so against it. I was like, I'm not going to do what everybody else doing. I'm going to, you know, be different, do this, do that. And then it got to a point where, and I kind of feel why all this falls to this trap. It was like, it feels like you're beating your head against a brick wall because if, if you try to be different and people aren't receptive to it, then you're like, you know what? I'm going to take the path of least resistance. I'm just going to do what everybody else doing and it's going to catch on. So I found myself, I started doing the, auto-tune and the reason why I guess I struggle with it because I'm a singer and I actually can hold a note I'm not one of them people that don't know how to sing at all but they have to use auto-tune to make it sound good I know how to sing so when I first started making music I was trying to just you know just straight singing no auto-tune to try to prove to people hey look listen to me I can sing and then I was like you know what if people ain't gonna gravitate to just the singing because that's not the end thing. That's not what's trending right now. I said, let me, you know, throw some auto tune on it and, you know, start, you know, doing the trap beats. Cause at first I was doing the more traditional, I guess what you would call like R and B sounds and stuff like that. All these chords and strings and melodies. And people weren't trying to hear that. They just want to hear the 808s. If you got them drums smacking, you know, the trap sounds, that's what everybody was into. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this just to show people that I can do it. But if I want to, I can always go back to just doing the more traditional stuff because it's like riding a bike. I mean, once you know how to do it, it always come back to you. So I fell into the trap as well. So I'm not telling y'all not to do something that I didn't fall victim to myself. So I, I did the auto-tune thing for a while. And then I even start playing around with rapping because, I mean, it's a lot of artists. I mean, the lines are so blurred right now. I don't even know who's a rapper and who's a singer no more. I mean, back in the day, you know, it was it was more defined. Let me give you an example. Somebody like Usher. Usher was never known as a rapper. That's all Usher does is sing. Michael Jackson, that's all he did was sing. Prince, that's all he did was sing. 
Now you got these artists. I mean, even Drake. Drake rap, but he sings just as much as he rap. I mean, you got, you know, Party Next Door, uh, Ty Dolla Sign, Blast. Um, and there's a lot of other ones too. Uh, Tory Lanez, Bryson Tiller. I mean, these guys, I mean, and they, hey, they songs are off the charts. So I mean, I ain't hating, but you know, you can't even put them in a box because it's like, you know, they can sing just as good as they can rap. And then even when they singing, it has such a, a rap cadence to it where it kind of falls into the, yeah, they singing and they has, you know, it has the singing melodies, but it got a rap cadence. So they done blurred the line so much. I don't, I don't know what to call it now. I guess Bryson Tiller called it Trap Soul, but you know, it's going, it's going to keep morphing into something else. But, um, I know it sounds like I'm rambling. Like I said, I just wanted to take a few minutes to really talk about, you know, the hip hop, the current state of hip hop. You know, again, we're celebrating the 50 year anniversary of hip hop. Um, Oh, I do want to ask y'all this before I get out of here. Are there any artists that got left out of the 50th anniversary celebration that y'all figured should have been a part of the celebration or should have been honored? Um, there's a lot of artists that uh, probably should have been in there that weren't, but it's, it, I mean, the list is so long, you know, you know, you're always going to leave somebody off. So the, the artists that did get left off, I don't think it was a slight or they was trying to, you know, disrespect you know, certain artists, but I mean, you know, that list can go on and on and on. Even at the beginning of this podcast, I mean, I just, I just, you know, named three, but I could have named, you know, a whole lot more. But um, again, I appreciate y'all taking time to tune in to the podcast. Uh, from the last episode, y'all was able to see, you know, we outside. I'm actually doing in-person interviews now. So if you're an artist, and you willing to sit down with me and chop it up face to face, man. Y'all know where to reach me, unaffiliatedcreators at gmail.com. You can always DM me on IG or send me a message on any other other social medias. You know, I'm easy to find. It's just type in KA every day. Or you can, if you know how to spell the word unaffiliated, it is kind of tricky. You could just look up unaffiliated creatives podcast and you know I should uh pop up. Again. Appreciate y'all taking the time to tune in today. If y'all don't have no more questions for me, and look, man, y'all be good and stay safe. Thanks for joining us this week at the Unaffiliated Creators Podcast, the indie artist safe place. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can go subscribe wherever podcasts are streamed so you would never miss a show. If you found value in this podcast, please give us a rating or just simply tell a friend about us. I want to give a big thanks to our sponsors at King Nepi Studios, and I hope you tune in next week. Until then, be good and stay safe.